Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like tedious commutes to work or dealing with your annoying boss. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their crossword puzzles, even though they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So there's literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where a scammer tries to take on a bunch of Marines and fails miserably. Our next Reddit post is from Superb Raccoon. So a long time ago, I was in the Navy. I was recently 21, and we decided to go to a bar that had a decent local cover band. So we show up and I present my ID. Granted, when I'm clean cut and close shaved, I did not look 21. But my out-of-state ID was worthless, and all I had was my military ID. The doorman decides that he can screw with me. This is fake. I'm keeping it. My eyes bugged out, and I said, Dude, that's a military ID. Give it back. Nope, mine now. 20 bucks or F off. I said, I can't get back on base without it. Then you better cough up 20 bucks or F off. Oh, I see. This is a shakedown. F off, huh? Okay, cue malicious compliance. My buddy who drove and used state ID drove us back. We go into the office of the officer of the day and report my stolen ID. The officer of the day is a crusty old bastard, but fair. He's actually a Mustang, so he takes orders from the president and God, and we're not even sure about the president. He's the type of guy who might even tell the president to F off if it's a stupid idea. Officer Mustang listens, and my buddy backs up my story. Officer Mustang's eyes narrow in an evil, evil way. He said, Chief, can you come up here? I got a present for you. I started to shake a little, thinking that I'm headed for a few days in the break for losing my ID. Man, what are my chances of a bump to E4? Officer Mustang says, OP here says the doorman at Joe's took his ID and wants 20 bucks for it. Grab a driver and one of those jarheads at the gate and go down there and sort it out. The chief looks at me like fresh meat and says, Come on, you two. We're going for a ride. So we all pile into a van with a couple of Marines in full battle uniform and sidearms. It's a quiet ride on the way there, and the chief does not look too happy. I can't believe I gotta deal with this garbage. Well, at least I don't have to sit at a desk all night. So we roll up to the bar, and the place is pretty packed. The doorman doesn't look so tough as the chief stalks up to him like a storm cloud spitting lightning and two armed marines flanking him. I'm hanging back. OP! This the guy with your ID? Yes, chief. The chief gets up toe-to-toe with this guy. The chief is short and wide, but is built like a brick wall. The gym muscle doorman takes a step back, but the dude has nowhere to go in this little entranceway. Give me his ID now, or I'll start looking for it myself. The ID is produced and handed to me. The doorman is ignored. 
The chief pulls the door open and looks at the room, then motions for the marines to make a hole to the bar, make it wide. They do so, calmly shouting to move people out of the way as the music and talk dies down. The chief grabs a chair, stands on it, then uses his parade ground voice. All active duty military! This site is now on the prohibited list! Pay your tab and get out! He gets down and walks out with marines tailing him, and half the bar follows them out. Very few people in there are active duty this far from the base, but many are reserve or retired. They don't like this garbage either. The bar went on the military base's blacklist, and it was still on the list when I transferred out six months or so later. So yeah, I effed off alright, hard and fast. Oh man, what a moron. In addition to losing half of his clientele, who wants to go to a bar who doesn't support the military? Especially in America, where if you don't support our troops, you're literally pawn scum. Our next Reddit post is from Jadarian. So, I got turned down for promotion recently. I was told that I get distracted too easily and I don't focus on my job. I got told that I need to stop trying to run in to be a hero if I ever want to be considered for a promotion. I was told that I need to work as directed. So, for context, I've been doing my boss's work for him. When things at work get backed up, I'll jump in to get things back in order quickly. My job has fairly specific duties where we aren't supposed to change positions and we're to work as directed. Since being hired, I've helped my coworkers repeatedly. My direct supervisor and manager loves it when I go to help them out. Well, that all stopped now. I even had the big boss tell me to help out a section that's outside of my job description. My new catchphrase is, not my job. I had my bosses tell me to do as I'm instructed. Whenever this happens, I just go to the union. This has been my new trend for the past couple of months. And today, it all hit a hit. They only have one person working and receiving, when normally it's a four-man crew. I work on outbound. They cannot force me to work on receiving based on my contract. Now, the bosses are all working and receiving, and a grievance is being filed. The bosses have stopped working, and receiving is completely backed up. I just had my manager come and beg me to help him. I told him, not my job. I need to remain focused on my job and not try to be a hero. Work has ground to a halt, and our union steward is now demanding triple pay rate for anyone moved to receiving. Let's see how this goes. Down in the comments, Polly Marcho says exactly what I was thinking. The truth is, your bosses refused your promotion because they need you to continue to be the hero and cover everyone else's job. Exactly, man. Why would they promote you when what you're doing right now is doing everyone else's job for free? Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. 
Then enter code rslash at checkout. That's rslash, R-S-L-A-S-H, at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code rslash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code rslash. Our next Reddit post is from MechPaul. I have a two-bedroom house. I decided that I wanted to rent out the other bedroom in the house to make some money on space that I wasn't really using after COVID, so I fixed up the place really nice. The tenant gets a private, semi-attached bathroom and common consumables. I create a very bare-bones lease. The lease just says, you get a room at this property. You pay this much per month. The landlord covers all utilities. Your lease is X months long. I created an ad. In the ad, I mentioned how it's okay to have guests over, but keep it to no more than twice per month. I did not put this part into the lease agreement. You can see where this is going. I do a showing for a potential tenant, Tony. I tell him the guest policy, and he seems just fine with it. I do the rest of the showing, and everything seems grand. He signs the lease agreement and moves in. The first month goes great. Anyone can fool someone for a month. But eventually, you return to bad habits. Tony's bad habit was women. He would have women over four to five nights per week. I did not appreciate this. I pulled Tony aside to tell him, hey, you're having a lot of girls over. You need to reduce how many girls you have over. Or if you're willing to pay a bit extra for having all these girls over, I won't say a thing. And initially, he agrees with it. The next day, Tony calls me down and asks to speak with me at the dining room table. It's Tony and his girl of the hour, Gina. Tony begins arguing, how can you ask for more money when that's not in the lease agreement? You can't ask for that. I told him the guest policy was in the ad and that we spoke about it when he came here. He said, yeah, but you can't ask for that. It's not in the lease agreement, so you can't do that. The guest policy isn't in the lease agreement either, so I pay rent. I can have over whoever, whenever I want. Gina piped in, you just need to take the L on this one and write better lease agreements. I replied to Gina, you're not on the lease agreement, so I don't care at all about what you think. I then turned to Tony and said, it was in the ad. We also talked about it when you came here. You knew about this. Tony replied, whoa, man, calm down. It's just six months, man. That's my lease term. I'll be out of your hair in six months. I replied, why can't you stay at her place? Gina said, that's none of your business. I said, shut up, Gina. I don't care what you think. You want a problem, Tony? You got one. This is not cool and you know it. Why does she have to be here five nights a week? She practically lives here. I signed a lease with you, Tony, not with her. So why is she here? He shrugged. Can't help it. Not in the lease agreement, man. That's what lease agreements are for. I was infuriated. We talked about this. Tony's choosing to follow the lease agreement. Okay, fine. What's the guy to do? I want him gone. I don't want Tony and Gina teaming up against me in my own house. They walked upstairs and turned on loud music in their room. Later in the evening, Gina was downstairs cooking something on the stove by herself using my pots and pans. She's cooking for herself in my house. She's not even a tenant, but she sure is acting like one. Gina tried striking up a friendly conversation with me, but I just gave her absolute silence for about 10 minutes while I cooked. I took my food upstairs. This is war. I was gonna follow the lease agreement to the letter. If I advertised a feature in the ad, but it wasn't in the lease agreement, that thing was gone. So, every single day I took something away. I first started by removing all the common consumables from the house. He texted me later, 
Yo, you removed all the consumables? You need to come down on the rent. I replied, that's not in the lease agreement. He said, it don't gotta be like this. I removed the drapes between his room and the private bathroom. I took away the chairs for the dining room table. I then shut off the clothes washer and the dryer. Then I left up directions to a local laundromat. I also became an absolutely filthy roommate. I didn't clean anything. I left bags of garbage wherever I felt like. I never cleaned the kitchen and left the sink full of dishes. Tony said, please man, can you clean up? No. I did have a maid service, but I canceled that. I told Tony about this change. Can you come down on the rent, man? Sorry, not in the lease agreement. You agreed to that rental price. Come on! I turned off the breaker to the stove and left out an electric plate for him to use. I turned off the microwave. That wasn't in the lease either. I actually started feeling bad for him. Gina started coming around less and less as I made the living situation worse and worse. Finally, Tony texted me. Do you want me to move out? I replied, yes. When are you leaving my house? He said, end of the month. You'll let me break the lease? I replied, of course. Tony left at the end of the month and I had my house back. I made sure to make my next lease agreement way more specific about everything. The funny thing about this story is that this is a really rare case where both sides are being maliciously compliant. It's just OP is being way more maliciously compliant. At the end of the day, both people just followed the contract they signed. Our next Reddit post is from, and why should I? I work as a front office manager in a client-facing position. My primary role is to register clients, do paperwork, and solve any issues related to this. My office is right at the front, so when clients walk in, I go greet them, direct them to their location for the day, and give them the rules, etc. I have a fellow manager who also works directly with clients, but he's a lazy, useless employee. And though technically doing greetings and introductions is his job, I did it for him because he couldn't be bothered to walk 100 yards to do his job properly. So here we are on a busy day. I'm running between welcoming clients, registering them, and sending them off, multiple different parties at a time. I get these people in and out as fast as possible, while also doing someone else's job for them. The other manager is nowhere to be seen until the very end of the day when he marches into my office. What the F are you doing? Why are you greeting clients? He screams at me for a solid 10 minutes. He even goes so far as to imply that because I'm a woman, my only role should be doing the paperwork while he does the real man's work. I am so unbelievably pissed at this. I basically ran our entire operation the entire day while he just messed around somewhere, God only knows where. And now he has the nerve to scream at me? He finishes with, don't ever do that again. First off, this guy doesn't have any authority over me. We're of equal rank, but with different roles. I said, okay, I won't. I then march out, because things would have gone very poorly if I stayed. Cut to the next day. The butthole manager comes up to me and tries to apologize, while also not really apologizing at all. He repeats a lot of the same garbage he said the day before, and still seems to not recognize the fatal flaw in his plan of screaming at me for doing his job. Which is what he's now going to have to do now that he actually has to work. I nod, smile, and leave to go to my office, which I proceed to not leave for the next eight hours. I do exactly what my job is. I register clients and do paperwork. That's it. I can see clients walking into the building, confused, obviously needing help or expecting a greeting. 
But hey, that's not my job. The butthole manager, after his half-hearted apology, has disappeared again, so I call him down to the lobby. You've got clients waiting, I tell him. He shows up late and has a horde of angry clients waiting for him to actually do his job. There are so many of them because he's late that it's now his turn to spend the next six hours running around like a chicken with his head cut off, while I have a great time leisurely doing my job exactly to the limits of my description. Nothing more. By the end of the day, I'm feeling great. The clients are happy with my work, but the complaints are rolling in for him. He comes into my office at the end of the day again, obviously ready to yell. I said, I had a great day. It's so much easier to get everything done when I'm not doing someone else's work for them. By the way, I had time to process the customer request for the week since I was busy greeting. Here are your complaints. Then I handed him a very thick stack of complaints concerning turnaround time, confusing directions, lack of space, and so on. Everything related to his role. I said, have a nice night, and I left. I haven't done his job for him since, and he hasn't gotten any better at it. It only gets funnier every time. That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.